The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Corey, I couldn't help but notice that you're wearing a shirt. I try to whenever possible. Uh, there were laws passed. What are the odds that you wear a shirt every day of your life? Almost forty percent. At a boy. Well, let me let me tell you about a little uh, sales bonanza we got going here. We got some friends. These uh, these friends got some codes. Go visit our friends uh, at the Hate. That's the. If you can't spell the, go back to school. Hate H V I I I dot com. Use the code HPG fifteen get fifteen percent off your order. And if your tits still require more fabric. Go to status. I need to double up. You got to double, double. You never have too much tit fabric. Go to statusforyourmerch.com, use the code TERROR, and, uh, and get you some sweet discounts there. Six of the podcast there, production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Princess Scott. I'm a pretty, pretty princess. Yes. Look at that hair. So much hair. For more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. Uh, you can chat us on our Slack channel during our shows at gncast.com slash sign up. And while you're there, you can subscribe to the newsletter as well. We don't have a guest this week. We uh, music crown me. What? Nothing. You want me to? No, we don't. We don't have a guest. Uh, but we we have some coming up, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so um, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, later on, we're going to be talking about the movie Southbound. We're going to do some news. Um, before we do that, hey Corey, what you drinking? I found in the back of my fridge, I think my last of my four pack of Virgil's root beer that I was really excited to have, and then I've had it sitting out for the last hour. Because we ran behind. Yeah, it's my fault. And it's it's a little warm now, but it's still good. It's so good. It's not the same as the the Bavarian nutmeg one, mm. the, the giant one that they get at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But it's still really good stuff. I'm gonna have to find that. Right. I haven't had a good root beer in a while. Um, yeah. I have currently drinking um, Boulevard Brewing Telltale Tart. It's a sour, and then I have uh, Urban Cellars. I'm going to butcher this because it's uh, not English. Souvé de peach? I don't know. Souvé sounds right. Yeah. And then it's it's a, it's a barrel-aged uh, beer with peach. Nice. That's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. It's one of those things. I, I kind of wish I drank alcohol at least a little bit because some of the things that you drink sound... They're pretty really interesting. Try. Yeah. I had one earlier and that was... Um, so the reason we're late is I, uh, my wife and I are refinishing our um, fireplace. So it was like floor tile and we we're doing airstone over the top. And then she had the bright idea to just go straight to the ceiling with the, the airstone. And we have like, vaulted ceilings in our living room. So whatever it is, what it is. But I had to go to a friend's who has power tools because I don't um, to yep. cut down a piece of cement board to put on top to then skim coat with cement. And he, um, 
he asked me to help him move a door. And I'm like, that's literally the least I can do is carry a door for you because you cut this for me. And then it took me forever to get home because I live in the middle of nowhere now. Yeah. If you're watching yes, the yes. video, you'll randomly see like one car go by. And later another car and it, go it's by. Just, it's just the murder van. Just <laughs> desolate murder van. It's, it's, and it's despondent because there's no children around. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. That the kid's gone. Um, so yeah, before we get into news, there's something I want to bring up. Uh, Corey, more so me, I guess, decided we're going to take a, a short break in a couple weeks. Um, I want to make sure that we let everyone know that it, we're, we're not done doing the podcast. By no means is that the case. Um, we're going to, we're going to go do up to episode 100. And then <laughs> as we steal everything from Jack and Dan, we're going to steal their idea of doing a hundred episodes and then switching to season format. Um, I'm super busy the second half of August and the entire month of September. So it's just easier to take a short break and then we'll be back for the Halloween season. And you've had a lot of life changes over the last year and just in general doing anything on a schedule every week. Yeah. Over and over again. And plus special occasions like some of the, the pot shot stuff where you've done interviews it's a lot. And then we've also, we've been doing Weird World Weekly with Dave and Brad on the network. Um, it's it's a lot of stuff to throw into. And sometimes you just need to recharge. Yeah. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, it's literally been 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bucket since uh, May for me. So in talking, we just we kind of decided we're going to take a short break and decide uh, that's the way it's going to happen. So before then, though, I'm working on getting a bunch of guests past present i don't say future future and didn't people we haven't had on i'm gonna make it as fun as possible um but then this also gives you an opportunity to catch up on those other podcasts that you've been ignoring to listen to solely listen to Corey and i yeah which we expect yeah fully expect because once in a while we have a four-hour episode with mad vincent and that might that probably takes more than one sitting to get through but they're fun That, that could be your week yeah. <laughs> well, if you, I, I assume that you listen to our podcast four to six times uh, each episode just to catch all the dick jokes. Um, someone has a room that has like the yarn drawings of like dick jokes and us all pointing back to movies. I want to meet that person. All, all dicks point to Matt. Uh, <laughs> and and, to and very tentatively, I don't want to overpromise. I don't want to make make a statement that is going to very likely turn out not to be true there may be some some pot shot stuff that happens yeah, yeah. during the break it, it it i don't i don't say that with 100 percent or even close to 50 percent. but i'd like to at least have something coming out for you guys once in a while for the feeds uh just to remind you that we still exist that mm-hmm. we will return we're not we're not interested in just disappearing into the ether yeah, and it's. I guess all I'm saying is there there will not be a weekly episode <clears throat> for seven weeks or so. It's so it's not where it, it's not goodbye. It's just see you later. And and for me personally, I have so much fun doing this uh, mm-hmm. in a huge part because of Matt, but also because of all the people that we've met, um, and, and just the the joy I have of getting to hang out with with so many people that i admire and and have grown to love over the last year and a half or so that i couldn't walk away from this um and matt can't because i have chains attached to his nuts 
Yeah, I've tried to leave like four or five times, and Corey just tightens the uh, the cuckold. Yep. Or the cock cage. So, <laughs> um, there was a show on Showtime called Gigolos, and it was basically a reality show that followed around Gigolos in Las Vegas, and that's how I learned about a cock cage. It stops you from getting a boner. That. That's terrible. I. Yeah. That's terrible. There's a little hole. For you to pee I out went to of Catholic school, the nun that was our principal pretty much stopped me from getting a boner for all of fifth grade. Wow, I don't know what to say Most to that. Six. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have nothing to say to that podcast of Corey's boner. Yeah, it's well, a short show, uh, it's a short boner. Let's get into the news. Um. <laughs> This fuck. <laughs> this first story. Science proves horror makes you horny. That's why Corey likes it so much. She just loves to achieve erections. Uh, I wouldn't say achieve so much as just uh, lack of wish fulfillment. Yeah, I. I really like the picture of Patrick Bateman in the news story. <laughs> um, we might actually have to put the link into the, for this one because it's from uh, Horror Freak News. One of the reasons why I included the story is because the model that that they've used for this is uh, Melissa LaRue, who's a friend of mine what? from my Creepy Comic Movie Time slash uh, Circuits of Chaos shows that are local to San Francisco. So she is an ex-Marine uh, and a, a model and an actress, and she's fantastic. And so when I saw her featured in this, I'm like, well, I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to the story now. And then on top of it, it's, it gives Matt an excuse to tell us about how uh, he gets his jollies watching what I assume would be Santa's sleigh. Yeah, um, 10 out of 10 would chew her butthole. <laughs> so she is, uh, feel, she is pretty amazing. Feel free to tell her I said that. Uh, I don't think that's what I'll say. Because I, I will not lie, I'm also a little bit afraid of her. Oh. Even though she's incredibly sweet. Um, but just in general. Huh. Uh, yeah, she's she's really cool. Why don't you have her on the show? There you go. I There's your mission. I might. There's your I, mission. I really have thought about asking some of the people from Circus of Chaos slash yeah. uh, Creepy Coffee Movie Time to be on the show. Worst I've, case, I've, they say no. Orders don't respond yeah, to you. I know, man. It, it's, it's one of those things. You know, I'm shy. I'm, 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 again, you, I'm the dainty princess. Do you want me to? No, no, I'll do it. Okay, yeah, fucking A, you will, bitch. Uh, Sorry. But so far, everybody that I've asked has, has initially said yes and then not shown up, so. Yeah, you gotta keep hounding them. Yeah. Some of those people just need to be hounded, Matt Vincent. So this article uh, is based around uh, blogger Melissa H. Uh, she recently explained the phenomenon in an essay published at wicked nerdy oh wicked nerdery sorry and she explains that this is a scientific study from 1974 that said when uh psychologists donald dutton and arthur aaron those sound like fake names mm -hmm. conducted the experiment in which they asked men to cross either an unsteady suspension bridge or a sturdy bridge then fill out a survey and make up a story inspired by an ambiguous illustration called a tat uh thematic appreciation test uh, provided by a female interviewer. The interviewer then gave each man contact number should they have other questions. Those who crossed the fear-inducing bridge 
call the woman back 50% of the time and were more likely to sexualize their story of the illustration. The men who crossed the regular bridge only called back 12.5% of the time and their stories were less likely to be sexual in nature. But So it's the thrill of it okay. kind of ups your... But couldn't you just argue that it's thrill seekers get more boners? Yeah, but that's what horror movies do. So it's not the the same thing. My argument here is that it's not necessarily the act of thrill seeking that makes you horny. It's the type of person that's into thrill seeking that is just more horny. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, maybe. And and there's certainly a case to be made for people who are not into horror movies in general. And and that may be because they don't get that same kind of rush from it uh, or sexual thrill. I don't think that uh, upping my horror watching has given me 50% more boners. But you started at such a high... You ruined well, the, the thing. I, I can't judge against you. I am a walking boner, so watching more horror cannot ultimately give me more boners because I've already achieved 100% boners. If I go any higher, I'm just... I'm, I don't have enough blood to have so, that many boners. But there is something to be said for the fact that horror movies often, in the midst of trying to scare you, also try to titillate at the same time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that there's there's kind of a... I can't be able to say anything in this. There's a hand-in-hand hand of... <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I agree with what you're saying. Horror movies often encounter... Um, not encounter. They include a lot of nudity and sexual situations, and it's yeah, they go and, hand in hand. The aspect of the final girl is is someone that you're rooting for, and someone you that you kind of want to bang, feel, bang or feel a romantic inclination for. You want to um, chew often, on her butt? Yeah, that that's that's romance. You know uh, what? To, to, there's a woman out there that loves when you toss her salad. I want to light a candle and then stuff it near your anal glands. I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes you just got to tongue punch a fart box. I mean, not all the time. No, but if she wants you to tongue punch her fart box, and sometimes you just got to you got to lick tickle the fart the farter. Box. <laughs> I can't. What? Did you just ask me when, to lick your butthole? When does Corey get rimmed? I don't. I don't. Put think some. That it's... Shave it and put some maple syrup on it. That's and we'll that's talk. True. Then I'll track Canadians. The low sugar, though. I don't want to get diabetes. No, I diabetes. Diab- <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. Diabetes. <laughs> you oh. just shove oatmeal out there afterwards because it's the right thing to it's do. It's healthy. And a tasty way to do it. Oh, boy. That, yeah, we'll link the article. This is, this is Just enjoy it for the visuals. That really got out of control fast. I'm not at all sorry. Melissa Ruluru, she's she's awesome. Uh, our next story brought to us uh, from Friday. John Carpenter inks overall deal with Universal Cable to develop two new series. Uh, so Universal is NBC Universal and also things like the Sci-Fi Channel. So I expect Sci-Fi is going to be getting at least one, maybe both of these series. And 47 more Sharknados. Yeah, because you can't run out of sharks once the sharks make it to the air you can't get them down it's true it's they it's and they have to belch they drink, <laughs> they stole fizzy liftus and so they oh, they boy. need to burp it out uh so 
one of the the shows in development has already been started. It's called Tales for a Halloween Night for Sci-Fi. Based on Carpenter's award-winning graphic novel anthology of stories, the series brings together storytellers from the worlds of movies, novels, and comics for a collection of horror stories featuring graveyards, sunken ships, and all the things that go bump in the night. Uh, search for a writer is underway. So it's, it's weird that it would be that far in development and they, they don't have a writer. And I would imagine multiple writers if it's an anthology series. Yeah. And then they're also developing Nightside, based on the literary series by New York Times bestselling author Simon R. Green, with Scream TV series co-creator Jill Blotevical? Bologravy. <laughs> Jill Bologravy, uh, attached to write the script in the series. Uh, Nightside is the secret heart of London where creatures of the night congregate. I feel like there's a lot of shows that are creatures of the night like vampires werewolves fey zombies all kind of combining uh, sci-fi is a lot of those shows and and honestly i've been i caught some of the the shows on sci-fi on friday mm-hmm. things that i haven't paid much attention to like uh dark matter and the killjoys and um winona earp i have not heard of all- any of those actually they're all pretty good. I mean, One on Earth is based on a comic series that I was familiar with. And I, I'd watched some of the first season. And I watched the first two episodes, I think, of Killjoys when it started. And they were fine. The Both the sci-fi ones seem like they're almost Firefly light. But I think as they developed, they've, they've gotten a little bit better. So the mm-hmm. quality of shows on sci-fi are actually pretty good right now. And they can launch a genre program where a lot of other networks just can't seem to get those things to land unless they're HBO or Netflix. So it's it's cool to see this. But this is John fucking Carpenter. And I mean, I would prefer that he is both writing, directing and doing the music for it, especially. Yeah. Yeah. But just his involvement means that I I'm going to look at it with a more open heart then I, what I might have is just some random vampire show that's shown up on the CW. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned like Netflix because it just seems that nothing, nothing good is really showing up on ABC, CBS, and Fox. And I shouldn't, I mean, I shouldn't say that because the mist on and Spike has actually been very good. Um, but you generally have consistently better shows on Netflix and, and Amazon and Hulu because I think they have less guidelines. Less guidelines, less... I mean, they, they certainly get to take more chances, but yep. I always go back to Hannibal. NBC took a lot of chances with Hannibal, and it was a far darker show than what I think I would have ever believed them capable of. Uh, but I think that was also before they switched presidents. Um. The other thing about Netflix is Netflix really does just say, we trust you to make the show. Here's the the money. Go make your program. Yeah. And and give us this many episodes or whatever. And that's very encouraging to someone who's a developer. But sometimes that that fucks you up. Sometimes it turns out that that guy just took the money and made a piece of shit. So you really have to trust in the relationship between you and and that producer. Uh, But this is this is someone that I would trust. You know, John Carpenter's movies don't usually make money in the theater, 
but they all become cult films later on and people watch them over and over again for years. And that's kind of the, the Netflix method mm-hmm. is that where Adam Sandler wasn't getting the, the billables in the movie theaters anymore. Netflix is like, yeah, but people watch his movies repeatedly on our stuff. So let's. Yeah. But then he makes shit. Oh, he absolutely does. Those movies were not good. But that, that doesn't matter because his audience is his audience. I mean, I would watch Billy Madison on repeat if I had the time and nothing better to do. But I would not ever watch... God, what was the the Western one that he put on? Oh, something... Ridiculous Six, I think. Uh, yeah, you're actually absolutely right. Um, yeah, that was horseshit. It was just not funny at all. And, and it had literally the all the makings to be it, at least moderately funny movie. It's not... But I feel like he's always had the, the back and forth. He's had ones that are really funny. He's had ones that are kind of funny. He's had his romantic ones with Drew Barrymore over and over again. And, and but then even... he's just had his shit piles like little Nicky and stuff that are just terrible. So I didn't... I haven't seen Little Nicky in a very long time, so I can't rightfully defend that movie. Fifty uh, First States is not the worst. No, I like better than Spanglish. Ones. But Spanglish is not really a comedy, as I recall. I, I saw it once, but half of Sandler's movies aren't comedies, even though they're billed as such. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, just, I don't want to pick on. And, and, no, and that's yeah. We're not here to talk about Adam Sandler movies, but. Um, I don't even know where the hell we are anymore. Other than yeah. Ad, I, I'm so balls deep in Adam Sandler. <laughs> that came out wrong. Uh, maybe John Carpenter could do an Adam Sandler movie. Um, I'd watch it. I would. I, I would, would blindly watch that. I don't think I'd pay to watch it, but I would watch it. <clears throat> uh, they could all cut open and live in Kevin James. <sighs> I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 after Human Centipede 3 one time. <laughs> it was a palate cleanser. Um, I was actually with the, I was watching with my best friend Jake, and we were like yeah, halfway into Human Centipede 3, and we're like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? And we got done, and I'm like, hey, man, you want to watch Paul Blart? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, totally palate cleanser. You don't cleanse. already want to cut yourself because how did I wind up here? You follow up Human Centipede 3, not even one or two, three. Well, we him and I, him and him and I had already seen Human Centipede one and two, and three had just kind of come out and just can't let that story go unfinished. It's okay, okay, okay. okay. So from the unanswered questions after two, have you seen any of them? No, I have not watched them. So the the most interesting part about those movies is the fact that two takes place inside of one. No, excuse me. One takes place inside of two. Two takes place inside of three. So one is the story. Two, the the guy who does the human centipede is is uh, obsessed with the guy who made the human centipede be- in the first movie. Three is in a jail, and the warden, the warden's butt buddy, gets the idea to rehabilitate um, inmates by making a human centipede based on his love of human centipede two. Oh my god. Yeah, so like from that it's like it's it's a mind fuck. But the movie is just so fucked up. Like there's a there's a porn star in three, and I think within five minutes 
she's getting finger blasted by the warden like while standing and he's just essentially finger raping her and then later uh when the warden starts making a centipede and goes off the fucking deep end he uh there's a problem inmate and he cuts his nuts out spoilers for human centipede three by the way and um eats them heats them up and, and eats them but my favorite part is when he be the, the guy the chef brings the warden the balls he takes the lid off of the warden just goes mmm power food and then eats the fucking testicles and for a while you could buy the the, the latex balls on uh, the human centipede three website and this is why I'm a prude mm-hmm <laughs> Because all of that sounded just incredible to me. Yeah, well, it's it's such a fucking obscene movie that you have to watch it once. Of those three scenes, I don't know how you were able to pick a favorite. I don't know, man. I just kind of jerked off onto a sheet of paper with them all written down. Whatever one got the most jizz is the one I picked. Because horror movies make you horny. They do. <laughs> uh, it comes full circle. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about the... Uh... No, no, man. Okay. You you got you got two John Carpenter TV series to look forward to, people. That that's a good reason to rejoice. That'll take you straight to October. Mm. <sighs> um, uh, the next newer uh, fuck. The next news story we have, um, Wolf Creek TV show is getting a season two. Now, you watched season one, correct? I watched half of season one and i kept planning on coming back to it yeah i never and never I finished and I, i'm a little disappointed i never actually started so i can't really I mean, the thing wolf creek the the movie itself and i've never seen the sequel but the first movie is a hard movie to watch it, it's one of those it, it it's not exactly torture porn but it's very cat and mouse like when the cat gets the mouse, not Tom and Jerry chasing the mouse all over the place and the cat runs into anvils and shit. No, it's it's when the cat's got the mouse and you're just watching the cat just torture and break the thing's neck and pull off its tail while it's still alive and everything. It's that. That's what Wolf Creek is. Um, and the TV series definitely opens with that. And then it becomes kind of weird because it's the girl who survives it trying to find this dude and and get revenge on him but her journey doesn't intersect with him for several episodes so it's it's a little strange in that and it it's it's not that it's a bad narrative i'm just not sure that it was what i was expecting out of the series and it was only six episodes uh so i really have no excuse for not getting back to it at this point uh i and i don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but it doesn't look like her character returns for the second season. So Mick Taylor does. I don't know what that says. Maybe she joined a cult, got Ooh, out of there. I, and, that happens. But Mick Taylor sees an opportunity of a lifetime after a chance encounter with a coach full of tourists from around the globe. The unwitting travelers begin an outback adventure none of them could have imagined. I, I, the amount of people that just die in these things, like I, I want to go to Australia because that's where Olivia Newton John is from, and and I mean it's a little late for me now, but at one point it was it was a mission to go get me one of those, and you wanted to get an Olivia Newton John. There's more than yeah, one. It's it's close to a reasonable facsimile as I could. I didn't huh. think I could get her. She was she's married. When I was young, she was married to the guy that she met. Not. 
not the the guy that was in Xanadu with her, but uh, Matt Latanzi. She met during that, and and so and then they had a kid together and stuff, and then it's like fine, it's but a terrible decision. Now I'm now I'm now I'm older, but but I'm I am married and 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 I think she's single. Uh, yeah, just two two boats keep missing each other in the night. You know, that's just how it is. Uh, what was I saying? I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. I don't know what's happening right now. The 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 Wolf Creek series is coming back for a second season. Yeah. Um, Have you seen any of the Wolf Creek stuff? No. There's too much. There's too much TV to watch. I'm still trying to finish season one of Preacher and catch up on season two. Yeah, I haven't started season two yet, and I'm I mean, still that's... eight episodes short of the latest season of American Horror Story. I uh, I, I need to fucking the first episode of American Gods. Oh, I did finish the first season of that. I don't know how I finished it, but I did. I'm way behind on too much stuff, and and that's the thing is. Oh man, if this stuff was just all on Netflix, it would probably be a little bit easier. I feel better binging stuff on Netflix than I do off of my own DVR. I don't know why that is. It's something psychological. There's a often I have to like remember that I have Netflix. And and also it's the fact that I feel like there there are things that I want to watch with my wife, but getting her there and paying attention and <sighs> in the right mood for it at the same time. Fucking hard. Fucking yep. it's like god damn it's streaming media foreplay mm-hmm. is what it is it's like okay baby are you ready can i insert no you can't insert the goddamn <laughs> video make sure you tickle the clitoris first it's just a shit like i really thought that when i thumbed the remote just right that you were into it and now you're not into it uh, fucking gonna go masturbate to hulu in the bathroom uh what the fuck how did they <laughs> I I'm I'm over here reading Growly's comments about you and Olivia Newton-John. All of a sudden, you're jerking off to Hulu in a bathroom. I don't even know what's happening. I don't know what's happening either. There's nothing good on Hulu. <sighs> I don't even remember what station this was on. It's got to be like one of the weird independent sub-channels that probably isn't even on HD on Comcast, but uh, it definitely played on TV, and it it's it's vile. It is again one of those things that you, you're not going to see on your on your was, your Fox or your ABC. No, it was on Stan. Well, I think it's on that in other countries. In Australia, I yeah, I'm trying to figure yeah. out what it is in the United, good old USA. It's probably like oh Robert Rodriguez's channel or whatever. He has one. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, he had his From Dust Till Dawn TV series playing for a couple of seasons on it. With Wilmer Valderrama, because someone keeps giving that guy work. Stick to Fez. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, there is, there's a service called Can I Stream It? Um, I think it's canistream.it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely checked that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I use I it every time we pick right. a movie. Um. The show aired in the United States from October 14th to November 18th on the Pop Network. Oh, that's right. What the fuck is Pop? It's owned it's by CBS weird and Lionsgate. Yeah. Apparently it was started in 1981. 
I, I think that's tired. the same station that does the late night Big Brother broadcast now, oh, uh, since they moved it off of Showtime. Um, yeah. So season two of Wolf Creek is coming, and if you can find the Pop Channel, you can watch it. That's all there is to it. Uh, I am curious about this last story. I have not read it because I'm a terrible human being with no free time. Um, Five Nights at Freddy, uh, the creator has canned the sixth game and he's taking a break. Now Sounds familiar. We didn't make six games and a fucking boatload of money. No, we we made no money. We made Uh, (laughs) nine. Well, uh, when we take our break, we will have made 100 episodes and made zero monies. I wish I could make 100 monies and zero episodes. Uh, because Simpsons as, as we'll, we'll talk in a little bit, people like our friend Growly Bear mm. uh, support the network. And that's that what's guy. really important. Is supporting the network and supporting yeah. our sponsors uh, because that helps us in general just because these are people that we like. Yeah. <clears throat> Going back to the story, though, real quick, and then we'll, we'll do all that. But uh, we have talked about Five Nights at Freddy's a number of times here. Um, I actually love watching the playthroughs because there's some sort of intense, deep story in these games um, but I hate jump scares, so I never play them. But uh, there was Five Nights at Freddy's 1 through 4, and then 5 was Sister Location. And I know that <laughs> Growly made a comment about furries. There's furry conventions you can attend. Um, the reason for the, si- the cancellation of the sixth game is due to mounting expectations of what FNAF 6 uh, would be. And to be perfectly honest, like I- I'm actually going to look these dates up because it's pure insanity how quickly he put these things out yeah and the other part of this is that i don't even think six had been announced Uh -uh. five hadn't really been announced canceling something yeah it's more i think it was just expected right now i think yeah i think it was just expected um but i know that there was seven years there were saw movies coming out and then they were like hey by the way just you guys know saw seven is the last one yeah it's not uh same sort of thing there was um FNAF World, which was not a horror game, came out and like never really got out of beta. They were talking about a movie. Um, there was at Circus Circus in Vegas. They had a Five Nights at Freddy's like haunted house thing, and like this fucking thing blew up. And like I remember yeah, hearing about the first game, and I was like, that's kind of a why, why hasn't that happened? Where like you go to Universal's and they have something that's done up like one of the old showbiz pizzas or Chuck E. Cheese's, except it's Five Nights at Freddy's for the the haunted Halloween. That seems like something that should have happened by now. Yeah. But then how do you how do you really play that out? To I guess when you go to the bathroom, like one of the stalls opens up and a bear just jumps out at you, and you know hopefully it's actually part of the show and not. Well, they have. <laughs> it's just some guy dressed up as a bear <laughs> scaring the shit out of you. Um, they and at Halloween Horror Nights they have like the the jump scare areas, and it's all foggy and shit, and stuff pops out at you. So just do that. Yeah, not that hard. No, to do, it, kids. it's 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 funny because like it sounds like a, a real shitty problem to have is yeah. being so successful, but at the same time, we we've seen it with people like Dave Chappelle, where you just mm-hmm. get to the point of I'm doing so well there's no way i can maintain this and uh i just need a break in case anyone's wondering we don't have that problem we do not there's there's plenty that i can't maintain um but it's Mm -hmm. it's not because i've been successful up until that point uh 
no, it's but I I get it. I totally get it. And sometimes you have to come at something with with time to let yourself be re-inspired. Maybe you want to scratch an itch of something else, make a different kind of game. Uh, is, is he going to? But the, the problem is, is if he makes he a different a different name, maybe? If, if he makes a different game, everyone's gonna wonder. You know, they're they're gonna complain because it's not Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, that's what I'm saying is do it under a different name, kind of like when uh, the woman who wrote Harry Potter did another book and she did it under a pen name instead Yep. so that people wouldn't just automatically compare it to Harry Potter. And then she's like, wow, that that didn't succeed at all. Uh, I'm going to go back to writing Harry Potter shit and do these movies and stuff that are all based on like an American version yeah. 50 years before, yeah. which is great. And more power to her because that it was a good movie. Yeah. So um, going back a little bit, he Scott Cawthon put out Five Nights at Freddy's one on August nineteenth, twenty fourteen. Two came out November tenth of fourteen. Three came out March second of fifteen. Four came out July twenty third of fifteen, and five came out August uh, October seventh of twenty sixteen. So in well, basically. Two and a half years, he put out five video games, five yeah. very successful full video games. Not five hugely different from each other video games. No, it, no. But and that's the that's the thing. When I saw the three come out like nuts to butts, I was like, "Well, this is you're just fucking changing. You're making you're you're just changing what's jumping out at you where you are." And then I watched all the playthrough videos, and I'm like, "There's actually a lot to these games." Yeah, and and that's insane. I. I know I know Scott's listening to this, so if you want to come on our podcast, man, just shoot us an email. You should. Yeah. We've reviewed your game before. We were very nice to mm-hmm. it. I like enjoyed it. It scares the shit out of me. Like it mattered to you or your success. We're the reason why the game started doing so well. Yeah. Uh, we need we need 10%, son. But if, if part of clearing your head is you want to come and hang out with a couple of dicks on a fat hipsters. podcast, that, that's us. Hashtag fat hipsters. Um, hashtag never showed up. Hashtag half naked pictures all over the internet. Yeah. Hashtag gross to look at. No, no, that's not nice. Maybe it's a, <laughs> a greasy hot dog. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Five nine half six. Taking a break. You don't have to blow that up. I have iTunes open. Oh, thank God, because I could not read. I I just put that picture in there to remember, because uh, iTunes doesn't let you copy and paste. Full circle. <clears throat> so real quick, um, we got a terrific five star review from uh, Nikki on uh, it's Queens of the Damned, correct? Queens of the Damned podcast. Yes, um, which is a great podcast, and it's amazing. And I. I did not expect her to give us a five star review. It nope. certainly we had a review exchange going on, but did you? Uh, I am a yeah, I'm a big fan of their show. So you it, it slipped her a twenty and got a review. Yeah, no, oh I, oh it boy. was she was looking for people to review her podcast, and she said that she would be happy to review podcasts in return. Uh, but there was no expectation of what scores to give uh, on either side Fair of enough. it. Fair enough, Nikki. If you're listening, we want you to come on. Bring the rest of your crew. Um, I too have listened to it and I do enjoy it. I should go review it. I need to review things more. I had to install iTunes to do it. And that's, that's the sad <laughs> thing. You sold your soul to the devil. <laughs> I know how much you hate iTunes. I, 
it's just it's such a despicable piece of shit software and yet it's, oh, it's the bad. only thing that really it's you could go and review podcasts at that makes a difference yep. even though listening to podcasts through the itunes app or through itunes especially the software on a on a pc or on a mac is such bullshit uh it sucks. It, I'm waiting for somebody to take this market away from Apple. They're terrible at it. They don't give a fuck about podcasts. It's going to happen. They don't, they don't like them because they can't monetize them. There's no 30% take from podcasts like there is selling music through their store or selling videos and apps and shit. Uh, fuck you, Apple. So the review says... Uh, the podcast draws us in with a basic subject and then immerses us in so many great topics along the way before the main event. I love the humor mixed with thoughtful conversation and the sheer variety of the whole thing. So many diverse guests with different talents are brought on and asked to not only about the particular expertise within the genre, but also about whatever other topics are being discussed in the episode. Love it. Thank you, Nikki. That was um, really nice of you. That was incredibly nice. And yeah. thank you for mentioning our guests because I think that as you said, they bring a lot to the show. This show wouldn't be shit without a lot of the guests. You know what I mean? It it, it certainly started to to improve uh, in both listenership <clears throat> and I think in in our outlooks on it when we started getting people on. Uh, going back to to Travis and and Matt Vincent, and then going up from there. It, but it's also a lot of it is the community the the people that we've met and mm-hmm. how supportive they are even outside of being on the show just in general um like tori today uh trying to bring us some guests coming up it, it's just incredibly nice mm-hmm. oh yeah fuck yeah it's it's amazing um like we well, it, it, we've always mentioned uh growly who's in literally in the chat every time we record even though I'm horrendous. <laughs> I've been really shitty lately at about recording at a certain time because I've been so fucking busy. Um, this episode is is even super duper late, and he's still here. He's still hanging out. And and Ashley, um, we got her over from uh, Ink Geeks, and yeah, we we literally we're, we're basically whale poachers. We just take from other people. I but I like to think that we give back too. You know, I, I yeah, spend a lot of time yeah. uh, when I'm when I'm able to over the Ink Geek. Oh, chat. I thought you were going to uh, talk about our dick joke. Like, well, that too. We take your that, listeners and give you dick jokes. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Dick joke and disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, as mentioned earlier, <clears throat> if you want to be super duper cool like Rowley and uh, support uh, the Galactic Network. You can uh, head over to Corey. Do you have gncast.com slash support? There it is. <laughs> uh, you can become a partner of the Galactic Network, and we really appreciate it. And and again, it there's different levels of of support through our Patreon, through the Amazon links that we put in the show notes every week. Uh, doing a review is is really awesome emails are incredible we love being able to read those on the air and and email is comments a, out to everybody email is a great way to stay in touch with one another yeah or you can be like riley also and join us in the chat during the shows mm-hmm. when but it helps to and know say when and say things like poach my whale baby <laughs> he just said that that's i'm that's, pretty sure he's referencing his penis you definitely need you're, to be on the show yeah not just in the chat yeah. Well, he needs to not be like 14 hours ahead of us. I'd do it for him. Growl, you want to come on sometime? Now we'll wait 45 second delay for him to respond. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> while we're waiting for that response, uh, he may just leave. He's like, fuck it. I don't want to hang out with these guys. Just mm, leaves forever. Um, let's start talking about. Hey, so, what? Sorry, I just reminded me of someone. Oh, God. <laughs> we're bringing up daddy issues. Let's talk about Southbound. We should. So this was kind of a, I, I'd seen a preview or something for this, I think several months back and it went onto our list of potential movies down the road and we were in a, a point of, we didn't know what to watch next. And this is just the one thing that dumped onto it. Kind of like gravy last week. So I really didn't know a lot about this going in. And what it was going to be, it was a I fucking think I maybe movie. knew that it was an anthology, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I didn't hate it like that. That wasn't it. I hated it. I really need to watch it a couple more times because I knew it was an anthology, <clears throat> and it just, it really just it got going right away. It did. Um. But one of the things that it did that I thought was kind of interesting, I've heard this term before. I don't know. I'm not completely familiar with the term as related to what this is. An exquisite corpse, um, which is, a, I think, a writing exercise where you write part of a story and then you hand it off to someone else and they write continuing the story and it goes along and goes along. Uh, not exquisite corpse, the Hedwig and the Angry Inch song or exquisite corpse, the Poppy Z Bright novel. When I was a kid, there was one of those things where you write a line of a story, and then you'd cover up that part, and then the next person would, would write their line and write their line and write their line and just pass it around the room in school. What, what I'm saying about this is that this is an anthology in the sense that there are different writers and directors, I think, for each part. But each story runs directly into the next portion. Uh, and yeah. sometimes... I thought that was really fucking cool. Uh, yeah. Since you mentioned that, I just want to point out that it is really fucking cool the way that they did that. Yeah, I thought that was that was something that I did not know going into it. And the the first the opening scene, which you kind of assume is the bookends of it, doesn't do that exactly, but it does lead back to it later on. Um, so the the first like real story that that's not already in the middle of it um, involves these three girls that are in a band. And they're driving across the middle of nowhere in a van and their van breaks down and they get picked up by this weird couple uh, who seem very kind of like 1950s uh, Christian. And they, they rescue them effectively and they take them to their home and then other people come over and they're all kind of weird. And then it just gets to be like, oh, look, there's a cult. Um, and and some of the girls get uh, acclimated to it very quickly. I liked it because it had uh, Dana Gould in it. And Dana Gould is a writer on Stan vs. Evil. Is the creator of Stan vs. Evil, that show that you uh, enjoyed uh, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Which is coming back soon. And he also, I, I know for a while at least, he wrote on The Simpsons. Um, but probably in the we podcast Simpsons, like the, the post classic episodes. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, he wrote 2001 to 2007, like 
six episodes. Yeah. I just remember that that's one of the things he went on to. I remember him from the NBC sitcom working with Fred Savage. Uh, but yeah, so that that story happens. And then the lead girl from that story goes and is trying to escape, gets hit by a guy talking in a cell phone, a car driving down the highway. And then it becomes his story of trying to rescue her and talking to people on the phone of like how to bring help to her. They don't know where they're at. So he drives up to the next town that he sees and takes her in a hospital and the people on the phone are trying to talk him through that. But so her character's in this, but it's not really about her character. So the way it was written, it could have been about anybody, but it's just basically like the first story ends. Okay. And we're going to leave you with this character in this place and do with it what you want. And they're like, great. So we're going to hit her with a car and have her be all broken and basically dying throughout the whole thing and have it be about this other guy. And then it leads from that guy's story into one of the people that was on the phone giving instructions, her story, uh, a little bit. But then it becomes about someone else entirely in this bar and a guy coming in to uh, try to basically rescue his sister. So it, it's really neat how they process this along the way. And that's something that I don't think I've seen in one of these anthologies before. Usually anthologies are stories that are bookended by one thing, uh, like Tales from the Dark Sides movie, um, or the 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 what was it Trick or Treat movie that we we watched a mm-hmm. while back, um, and those things are are great too. But this was such a different take on it that it stood out to me as as being something more. And all the the scenes, while they weren't necessarily like mind blowing stories, it wasn't like I was super surprised by any of them. They were good. They were solid. And once you figure out what the theme is really of what the movie is about, it all makes more sense in the end. Now, I may have missed this, so forgive me. I was wondering. But did they ever explain the black creatures that are at the beginning that I believe come back at the end? They do come back at the end. They don't name them, but if you follow what the pattern is of the of the stories so the story of the girl that's in the band with the other girls mm-hmm. she they had a friend uh who was who died who was killed and she feels responsible for it she didn't do enough to keep her to to stay and so she took off i think drunk or something like that and died in a car accident maybe um so she has this bad karma this this responsibility for it. Uh, the guy who hits her with his car goes through and like at first wonders whether or not he should actually do anything, but does try to save her and goes through and, and does all this stuff to do it. But then in the end, they convince him to just walk away. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to know. So just sleep. They, they set him up with uh a clean shirt and clean clothes and a fixed car and they let him go. Um, probably because he tried to do everything right through the whole thing. The next one is the guy trying to come in and rescue his sister uh, from the people in the bar, all the creatures that are there and going through trying to take her. And she's like, you shouldn't have come to get me. You know, our parents died. It was my fault. So everything going along the way we realize is this is these people's versions of hell. 
And that's what the title Southbound means, is that they're all essentially oh. taking their trip into hell. I didn't think yeah. about that. And so those creatures that you see at the beginning at the end are basically the Grim demonic Reaper? angels. Oh, that too. I, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and and those guys who at the beginning, they were doing it to get revenge for uh, the the father of the, the girl in the last part. Um I think killed this girl accidentally, uh, probably a, a car accident or something like that. And they go to get revenge on him, but doing it, they kill his wife. And then when they go to let his daughter go, she comes back to still defend her family and they kill her too. So that's why they all wind up going to hell at the end, uh, which is the, for them, the, the creatures coming after them and then winding up in that weird restaurant. See, I was under um, there. The thing that stuck out the most to me <clears throat> was the two guys at the beginning. Um, one of the guys says to the other one, "Like, this is for me, not you." Something yeah. to that effect. And then later on, someone says something very similar. When when the guy goes to get his sister out, and they take off driving into the desert, she goes, "Just so you know, this is for you, not me." And I kept thinking, I'm like, these two things, they have to have something to do with each other. But they both uh, they both had very different fates. You know, the guy driving in the car ended up getting eaten by the cannibals. The guys at the beginning ended up getting their face destroyed by Satan angels. Mm-hmm. So, I, and that's kind of where I started to get confused because I'm like, I was trying to put the pieces together and, and it didn't. But I guess you're so Yeah, much... the guy driving the car, basically, I don't think he was meant to be in hell, but he, he crossed over to hell to get his sister, sister which yeah. is it, it's kind of a classic uh greek mythology thing um but his what she said yeah, like, God, I, she's like i belong here mm-hmm. you know i'm not supposed to leave mm-hmm. this is where i'm meant to be and she explains it she's like it's my fault that our parents are dead i did that and so you shouldn't have come to rescue me yep. and he was trying to rescue her from hell and because of that he becomes damned just like she is because you, you just don't do that. Um, I'm a little bit more confused by the the other two girls in the band who kind of just accept things and become part of the the cult that are all devil worshippers, essentially. But it, it, again, makes sense that if you're religious in hell, what are you going to worship? That's true. <laughs> so here's your baphomet. Old smoky legs himself. Yeah. Overall, the the performances and and the the effects, the angel effects, or, or dark angel effects, were really cool. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty tits looking. They were they were a good design, and I think my favorite story, while it was it was gruesome, was the guy who hit the girl with his car <laughs> and the whole thing of the the people talking to him on the phone. Yep, because that was just so messed up, and and. Like you can tell he's being led along each time someone new gets on the phone and like, oh, yeah, I was just listening in. and I'm here to help. And they're talking through it and they lead him through this whole thing of trying to save this girl's life. And they give him every last instruction. And then it's right down the last one. Now go ahead and squeeze the lung. And he squeezes the lung and it just instantly kills her. And they all start laughing. That was just, oh, my God, that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so well done because you felt like. Yeah, something's really messed up here. He's in a hospital. There's nobody else there, but they they all kind of have an idea as to what's going on, too much of an idea of what's going on. And then that moment of like, I've done everything I can 
I'm I'm pushing myself to every limit to save this girl's life, and no one is really helping me other than these voices, and then they just mock him. Well, and the other thing, um, they say his name, and he's like, "How do you know my name?" And they're like, "Well, we we have caller ID." Yeah, like, well, that's how it works. But so then it makes sense that when he drives away and you see the chick standing, that it was people nearby the whole time. Yeah. Which again, not really hugely explained, but so well done. And it's it's the fact that they test him. Mm-hmm. That it's it's almost like they let him go because he passed the test. He did the right thing. He, he hit somebody with his car, and for that moment he hesitated as to whether or not he should help. But then he went through everything to do it. And in the end, it's like, yeah, you you did everything right. Just go. Just go. But he still has to kind of live with that guilt in the end. Yeah. It, yeah. it was yeah. I, I, this was a really good movie. It it it's it's a bit of a mind fuck on, on these things, and and overall, I I was pretty impressed with it. I I wish it had gotten better scores. Uh, IMDb gives it a five point nine. IMDb uh, is a bag of dicks. Sometimes, no, most but, of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think that everybody in this like I didn't recognize. A lot of the actors or actresses I, I recognized uh hannah marks because she was in uh the dirk gently series recently and and dana gould but for the most part it was just it was really good performances from people that i didn't see from a lot of other things and i don't think i knew anything about the the writers or directors of this but overall i i like this movie quite a bit yeah it's definitely it's great is there uh, anything else, or do you want to, you want to jerk off? Yeah, let's take it out. Let's whip it out, Corey. <laughs> oh boy! All right, if uh, you're not familiar with this part of the show, this is where we talk about masturbating. We go to the Fab Scale. Uh, Fab Scales are three tiered masturbatorial guide of jerkiness. I don't know. I need to come up with some explanation to this thing. Um, <laughs> We talk about the feature, the attention, and the panic of the movie on a 0-5 to five scale. Uh, Corey, we do not have a guest, so you get to go first. We're going to start with the feature. That is the story. Uh, how was the story for you? How was the acting? The story was really good. Now, again, I'm going to say not everything was incredibly original. The, some of the things were a little slightly derivative of, of other things that you've seen, but I think that they come together for really great effect. And and, and the one particular story uh, with a hospital scene stood out to me as being really well done. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I, too, am going to give it a four, mostly because, yes, everything has kind of been done before, but the way that the piece did together, the, the overall concept, which I'm too dumb to understand, thankfully, Corey helped me understand it, um, it was just, it was really, it was cool. It was well done, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, next up, we have the attention. This is going to be the rewatchability. Would you purchase it? Would you recommend it to friends? I would definitely recommend this. Uh, one of those things where my wife, Erin, watched it with me. And again, no expectations going in. And probably about 20 minutes in, she's like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, this is really good. Um, so it's, it, it's unfortunate that it's not on Netflix currently. It was for a while there. Uh, but I'm sure you can get it from like Amazon and stuff. I'm I'm gonna give it a four again. I I think that it's it's one of those things that I'll keep around and I'll probably walk in on her rewatching it a bunch. Yeah, um, I I did a three, but 
basically for the same reasons. I just, you know, I, I, I do intend on rewatching this. Excuse me. Um, may wait. I may, I don't know. I may watch it in, in Halloween. I may watch it during our break. Who knows? But this is certainly something that I do want to watch uh, for a number of reasons. Um, the last that we have is The Panic. Uh, this includes the effects. Were you, were you surprised? Did you like shoot I yourself? said, the, the <sighs> I don't know how surprised I was, but I was very impressed with with some of the effects when they needed to be there. Those mm-hmm. those angels in particular stood out to me. Um, overall, it looks realistic towards what it's supposed to be. The 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 cannibal thing, the for the people in the bar, that was that was just normal. I, I don't think that there was anything that stood out about that. Uh, the stuff in the hospital was was what it was supposed to look like. So overall, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, um, I did three point five. Um, the angels, whatever you want, demons, whatever they looked really fucking cool. The the hospital scene, um, it was like gory and gruesome enough that I kind of had to look away once in a while because <laughs> I'm a bitch. Um, oh, I- I'm with you when yeah. her when her leg just was like dangling. Was, yeah, I can't handle that, especially the 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 incision and then the guy, the guy doing this. Um, it was fucking intense. Yeah. So yeah, three point five. Um, terrific. Well, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. You can email the show at pot at gncast dot com. Uh, you can leave us a message on the website as well. Um, but, we want to know what you like and what you don't like, especially when we're taking this break. When we come back, we may be doing things a little differently. This is your opportunity to help us shape the show to be the best that it can be so that you guys like it as much as you possibly can. Sculpt uh, us like David, <clears throat> except with a lot more clay around the midsection. Yep. And then paint me like you paint those French women. You can uh, follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast And you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Leave us feedback there as well. If you do, I'll read it. Just like we did for Nikki earlier. Uh, all podcast subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And if you want to follow the entire network on Facebook, it's under the Galactic Network. Corey, where can people find you or whatever the hell you decide you're going to plug this week? Ooh, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm still doing comics with Levi Krauss. Go to donutscomics.com and look up the stuff that I help publish there. Uh, and my wife is going to be launching some stuff with her site soon. So in the meanwhile, you can go to arthag.com and look at some of her very tastefully done, tasteful, scrumptious, uh, lowbrow artwork with Butt a shots. lot of dripping vaginas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and weeping penises. <sighs> so gross. <laughs> I love that the vagina made you shudder. <laughs> Dripping penises. All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and on Tapped Matt the Lifeguard. That's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. Hey, you guys listen to Podcast of Terror. If you like really great podcasts by two great dudes who are possibly homosexual gay for each other, uh, you should listen to my buddies, uh, Dan and Jack. They have a podcast called Worst Episode Ever. It's so fucking hilarious. It's about The Simpsons. I, Corey, what do you I, think of that one? I'm really. I thought you could. You were gonna go that whole time without cursing, but you did, right fuck there at the last second. Corey doesn't like it when I curse, so but uh, you I, know, fuck shit it's balls. Not, it's ass. not me. I I 
I don't really mind the cursing. I'm just worried about the little children listening in the back seats of their cars. Corey just worries about little children all day long. That's all he does. But anyway, you should listen to Jack and Dad's podcast. Go to wepodcast.com. It's week on the podcast of terror. So, um, I don't know what we're doing next week. We might have a guest. Um, we haven't. We really wanted to to plan it out. We we pulled yeah. out the sex dice. It turned out that didn't help us big <laughs> do. Yeah. So I I don't know what we're doing next week. Um, we might have a guest. We might not have a guest. If we don't have a guest, we'll still I mean, we'll still be here. I just I don't know what we're doing. We'll surprise you. We'll put it in the title, and then it's up to you if you want to listen to it right away or if you want to go watch the movie. You you'll have the option. I guarantee you, we will talk about penises though. So you got that going for you. As much as possible. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Podcast of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay penis, everybody. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.